What's up, you guys? This is your girl Essence, and you are riding the wave of Wisdom in Red, where we are living life through the words and spirit of Christ. Thank you all for joining me again. I really appreciate you guys. I, pre- I appreciate all your support. Every share, every share is in hopes of someone gaining something. In in all of our getting, let us get understanding. And I, and it's my prayer. I really do realize that it is my prayer that people gain and gain understanding in their walks in Christ. And if they're non-believers, that they themselves are able to gain a new perspective, um, you know, through my layman apologetics. <laughs> I, don't, I don't call myself an apologist. Um, but just as your everyday born-again believer who is just wanting to know the truth herself, and always finding it in the scriptures um, and just wanting to share that. So thank you so much for all, all of your support. Um, so, and if you haven't, please be sure to um, uh, follow me on Instagram, Wisdom in Red, and on Facebook, Wisdom in Red. I post other stuff on there that I obviously won't have on my podcast, um, but hopefully that is a continual source of encouragement and biblical info that would be my hope for you. Um, so I'm, I'm, I'm really going to discuss two things. Um, I was going to discuss one, but then as I'm reading, you know, in the scriptures, I'm like, you know, I might as well go over both. There are two contradictions that people typically are seeing within the book of Genesis. And one is the, um, creation account of, of man and, you know, where they see it first in Genesis one, and then they see it again in Genesis two. And so people are like, okay, there was an oopsie, you know. Um, But there's obviously a very, very simple, actually, explanation for it. Um, It just really, there's really nothing to explain about it, but I'm going to go over it. And then also, uh, the issue of where did Cain's wife come from? The mystery. Like, <laughs> but really that's pretty simple as well. I think that honestly, we complicate a lot of this stuff because of the skeptics and not just because of the skeptics, but because we don't really just take the time to just read the context. And so then you have a non-believer or somebody who may, I mean, even a believer if you nitpick at a scripture, you just pull one scripture out, then you don't get the whole narrative. You don't get the entire picture. You don't get the entire historical account. You're only seeing it in part when God is actually given a pretty full light of what's going on. If we, if we really only just focus and the thing is, these are minor things. Um, as far as the, like the situation with Cain and his wife, where did his wife come from? I'm going to jump on that one second. I'm just going to try to go in order of the scriptures a little bit. So since we're in Genesis 1, I'm just going to start there really quickly. Um, it talks about, um, I'm just going to, re- I'm going to pull out the scriptures that we typically just pull out and not read it in its, in its actual context. Then God said, this is Genesis 1 verse 26 and 27. Then God said, let us make man in our image after our likeness to rule over the fish of the sea and the birds of the air, over the livestock and over all the earth itself and every creature that crawls upon it. So God created man in his own image. In the image of God, he created him. 
male and female, he created them. Also, I'm going to 28. God blessed them and said to them, be fruitful and multiply and fill the earth and subdue it. Rule over the fish of the sea and the birds of the air and every creature that crawls upon the earth. I'm going to go on down to 29. Might as well. Um, well, actually, no. Well, yes. Then God said in verse 29, Behold, I have given you every seed-bearing plant on the face of the earth and every tree whose fruit contains seed. They will be yours for food and to every beast of the earth and every bird of the air and every creature that crawls upon the earth. Everything that has breath of life in it, I have given every green plant for food and it was so. So then that's when he looked at all he had made and indeed it was very good. And there was the evening and there was morning the sixth day. All right. Now I'm going to go to Genesis 2 and click on over there. We're going to read that account where we see, you know, the account of them being created, right? So it says, uh, let me go all the way. Then the Lord, wait a minute, I'm going up to, <laughs> hold on. Okay, so Genesis 2 verse 7 then the lord god formed man from the dust of the of the ground and breathed the the breath of life into his nostrils and the man became a living being and the lord god planted a garden in eden in the east where he placed the man he had formed out of the ground the lord god gave growth to every tree that is pleasing to the eye and good for food and in the middle of the garden there was the tree and the excuse me, the tree of life and the tree of the knowledge of good and evil. And then he talks on, he's talking about the rivers, what they look like, or yeah, what they look like. So then he says in verse 15, then the Lord God took that, took the man and placed him in the garden of Eden to cultivate and keep it. And the Lord God commanded him, you may eat freely from every tree of the garden, but you must not eat from the tree of the knowledge of good and evil. For in the day that you eat of it, you will surely die. The Lord God also said, it is not good for the man to be alone. I will make for him a suitable helper. Out of the ground, the Lord God formed every beast of the field, every bird of the air, and he brought them to the man to see what he would name each one. And whatever the man called each living creature, that was its name. The man gave names to all of the livestock, to the birds of the air, and to the beasts of the field. But for Adam, no suitable helper was found. Keep that also in mind for when I go into talking about Cain. So the Lord God caused the man to fall into a deep sleep, and while he slept, he took one of the man's ribs and closed up the area with flesh. And from the rib that the Lord God had taken from the man, he made a woman and brought her to him. And the man said, This is now bone of my bones and flesh of my flesh she shall be called woman from out excuse me for out of man she was taken for this reason a man will leave his father and mother and be united to his wife and they will become one flesh and the man and his wife were both naked and they were not ashamed so they're like what's the deal with that why are there two creation accounts well let me first say that in, I'm going to go back to Genesis 1. 
in Genesis 1, what we see is the mandating, the forming, the, not, it's not the specifics, it's more like the overview that he's given because he's setting up the whole point is that he's actually preparing us to understand the day of rest not just creation itself but the works in the natural and then God's day of rest so he gives a quick introduction of the first the second the third the fourth the fifth day the sixth day and then He goes on into the next chapter. He talks about the day of rest. But what's interesting here, I think that has to be understood, is that when he's talking about these things, he's he's talking about what position they'll hold, what they'll do, what the expectation is. They're kind of given their orders at this point. So then in Genesis 2, If you look closely, Genesis 2, chapter 4, excuse me, chapter 2, Genesis 2, verse 4, he says, he goes back after talking about the day of rest. Now he goes back and he says, this is the account of the heavens and the earth when they were created. In other words, he's referring back to chapter 1, in the day that the Lord God made them. He's already acknowledging right here. I've already made them. I'm just going to give you guys the details now. So do you catch that? Do you get that? A lot of people never even look at verse four in Genesis chapter two, because then after verse four, he goes over how he created things in the earth. He created things that sprouted He was talking, I mean, you know, he's talking about all of these things. He's saying how, you know, there was no man to cultivate the ground. Uh, The springs were welling up. He goes more into the depth. He's like sitting back with us and he's just kind of going over the beauty of what he created for us, you know, and to his glory. So if we, this is why it's a problem when you look at the Bible as a skeptic, as a critic, as opposed to his his daughter or his son or a disciple you know it's a huge the perspective is everything especially when reading this living acting word you know um so again in verse four he says he's talking about you know he's talking well in the third verse he says then god blessed the seventh day and sanctified it because on that day he rested from all the work of creation that he had accomplished So now he's saying, now let's go into detail about what we accomplished, what, you know, let us make man in our image. Let's give some detail about that. Let's give some detail about the things that we presented for them, Father, Son, Holy Spirit, that that was made for man and how woman actually came about. This is beautiful, y'all. This is not a contradiction. This is true context of the verses of the manuscripts this is beautiful so don't ever allow anyone to try to shuck and jive you out of believing and saying oh they that's why they got two creation accounts they'll just say it's so they'll generalize it they see no value in it 
because they're not a son or a daughter or they're just still learning you know what I'm saying don't want to hate on nobody they're just still learning but go and read the scriptures for yourself you know he wants us to take the time look at how he's written this out he at when you go back and read Genesis 2 he wants us to 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 really bask in it you know he's giving it's just beautiful he's just like hey check this out y'all like come on babies look at what I made for you you know because <laughs> then that's when he goes into depth about the um the the, the Pishon River you know he's saying how it looks like um uh, he's talking about the land of Havilah and the gold that's there the pure gold the delium the onyx um he's talking about the Gihon River he talks about the land of Cush he's he's introducing the lands and everything that's flowing from his very creation so all he's doing is specifying at this point <laughs> it's just really beautiful so anyway um and then he's saying how he placed when he had also you know told you know gave the mandate on what everyone was to do in the in the in the uh, first chapter account um you know we see again the details of his mandate you know under here so you know um it, it just it was it's just beautiful and then you see the beauty of what adam says to his wife this is now because oh and i'll save that part for the next part okay so i'm gonna go ahead and head into the next part of this which i can actually start huh i guess i can it seems like it was something else in genesis 1 on the topic of cain so I hope that let that first one really blessed you guys and puts you guys at ease. Okay. Um, it's something that you can totally take with you and have an understanding of if anyone tries to bring that double, that, that double Genesis creation account to you, you totally have, um, an explanation for that because the Bible just gives it in plain sight. Verse four in chapter two is key. And everyone goes over that. They don't even look at that verse <laughs> because they don't have true interest or in, in a relationship with the Lord, or they're just operating out of ignorance. Um, okay, so um, in Genesis 2, one of the things that we are seeing uh, on the topic of, of Cain having his wife all of a sudden, maybe I should read that to you first. So the, the, the verse in question is um, talking about Cain. Um, see it's after he get you know he gets into it with he gets into it with with Abel okay not just gets into it I mean he totally kills him all right so they have it out in like 19 20 verses they really really like go at it okay um and so uh it talks about in in Genesis 4 you know he you know he knew his wife they bore Cain Adam and Eve had Cain right and then again, she bore Abel, Cain's brother. Now, at this time, I need you to be aware that Cain and Abel are the focal points here. So if they have had girls also in this time, typically women, unless they are a focal point in the verses, in the, in the scriptures, they are not named. They are not named. The whole point is to keep the focus on the message that God is trying to give. So there are often men 
and women left out um, but typically the women are left out because the bloodline runs through the men in the in the bible so keep that in mind and here's an example of that if you go over to matthew 13 a wonderful example and this is from jesus himself this is this is of jesus's family specifically isn't this you know in, in matthew 13 50 starting in 55 i start in 55 isn't this the carpenter's son isn't his mother's name mary and aren't his brothers james joseph simon and judas aren't all his sisters with us as well where then did this man get all these things and they took offense at him but jesus said to them only in his hometown and in his own household is a prophet without honor notice that this whole time if you you know you can read the whole new testament and you're not really hearing anything about jesus's sisters this is really the first time that they're kind of just pointed out you know what i mean um and it well and then even when you talk well and then you talk about uh and i have this video on my youtube my wisdom and red youtube somewhere in there it's been a minute since i made it um proving the virginity of of mary of miriam and where she it specifically talks about how she she and joseph never slept together until after they were married after they had jesus and then they laid with each other and started having other children and that is the only other place where we really hear about him and the possibility of his sisters and all of this stuff coming into the world so i use that to let you know that out of all of that time there was no understanding that jesus had sisters without those verses we wouldn't be able to tell so when it comes down to Cain and his wife then we see that they're already setting the historical um, the historical focal point of Cain and Abel and the relationship that God has with this family okay in the in the crisis that pours out literally the blood that pours out from their conflict so it's a, it's the main topic and so uh, in the process um, of them going at it, they're arguing with each other. Then, of course, Cain, he kills Abel, right? Um, and so then as he does that, the Lord casts him out. He says, behold, in uh, verse uh, 14 in Genesis chapter 4, Behold, thou hast driven me out this day from the face of the earth, and from thy face shall I hide, or excuse me, from thy face shall I be hid, and I shall be a fugitive and a vagabond in the earth, and it shall come to pass that every one that findeth me shall slay me. Now keep in mind, at this time, there are other family members not being spoken of, and also others being born constantly. And you also have to remember the amount of time these are our first generation. So because of this, they're, they're having a healthier life. They're actually living longer. Um, it's nothing like today. I mean, we have people that live to like 120 and stuff like that now, but all that time ago, yeah. So the Lord said unto him, therefore, whosoever slayeth Cain, vengeance shall be taken upon him sevenfold. This is a prophetic thing. These are things that he's speaking again, the same way that we see him mandating things in Genesis chapter 1 
in chapter two, or specifically chapter one, he was sending out his mandate, calling it out by word. We see him doing the same thing here. Because a lot of people are like, well, who are the other people that's going to take vengeance on him? This is in general, period. The Lord set a mark upon Cain, lest any finding him should kill him. Because now he's being sent out. And you have to understand that they have, again, they have other uh, sons and daughters. And then, um, of course, his own family that he's going to end up having. And it doesn't say who all went out with Cain. It's just focusing on Cain. Cain, in, in verse 16, Cain went out from the presence of the Lord and dwelt in the land of Nod on the east Eden, on the east of Eden. And Cain knew his wife. It says his wife. For one, he knew his wife and she conceived. So the whole point of saying that she that he knew his wife was the follow-up was that she was conceiving to bear Enoch. And so um, a lot of people are like, oh, well, where did he find his wife? It never said that he found his wife. It immediately says that he was cast out of the presence of the Lord. And then he went into Nod. And when he settled in Nod, he knew his wife. So you have to understand and that. And then that's in the whole point of even talking about them conceiving, um, the whole point of them conceiving or mentioning the, 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 you know, her being, excuse me, Enoch being conceived is that look at who Enoch becomes in the scriptures, in history, in biblical history. So again, Enoch is another male who is a focal point. And all of this is tying into the line of Christ, into the, into the uh, message of the gospel. And so you have to understand that, again, it's just saying that she conceived Enoch. It's not saying who all, it's not, it's leaving out if she conceived anybody else. So we have to really take note of that. You can't just overlook that, that that is a common thing that they talk about the sons being born because that's the importance of the bloodline of the male. But they don't discuss in detail unless it is for a specific message about the women. So that's a very uh, simple, I, I mean, it may not seem simple to some people, and I really hope you guys get that. But there are a few other things about um, Cain and Abel. I mean, not Cain and Abel, about Cain and his wife saying that he had another, you know, there, you know, there was another people group. If you assume that there was another people group, especially if you're a believer, then you assume that there, that there is a people out there who was not in sin and that there is a people out there who was, who is not capable of, of being, excuse me, of being, um, redeemed in Christ. Because you have to remember what the scripture says. The scripture talks about, excuse me, the scripture talks about, um, um, uh, excuse me, Adam being the first man through whom all sin came through. All sin had come through from Adam, from the line of Adam. And therefore, all sin was redeemed, or excuse me, all people were redeemed through Jesus Christ. So if we do not remember that, then we can really, really, really lose sight of um, what it is that, you know, 
of the gospel of what it is we're doing here. You know what I mean? It's only through Christ that we have been redeemed because of the sinful acts of Adam. Um, and, and so, and we see that immediately through Cain, through disobedience, a lack of self-control, um, like we saw with Adam and Eve. So also, um, there, there was actually a few other points that I wanted to make. Um, gosh, it's so many other things with that, but I hope this is helping you guys. I hope that this just gives you a little bit more to think about as opposed to being easily deterred or swayed um, um, when people, you know, from the gospel, when people kind of come out saying random things, um, trying to say, oh, well, the Bible's contradicting itself and they still can't answer, you know, who, who Cain's wife was. When people say stuff like that, it should immediately red flag you that they truly have not studied the scriptures. Um, it's one of those things that if you, um, if you study to show yourself approved, you know, then you won't feel embarrassed, you know, plain and simple. You won't have to feel any embarrassment. You won't have to feel uh, as if the, the church has cheated you out of anything. So anyway, um, so another, another, another detail, I'm trying to, I, I had it all in my head and I really wanted you guys to get this. Um, I think those were really the main things of just remembering that because, oh, that's what it was. Everybody, even in science, everything comes back around to it being one man and one woman that all of us came from. All of us. One man and one woman. This is what science tells us now, what science found out that all of us trace back to Adam and Eve. And they may not believe in the Adam and Eve of the scriptures, (laughs) but... It's one man and one woman that we are traced back to. So you cannot ignore that either. Um, So to say that there was another woman or another man, remember that the scriptures, and this was my last detail that just came to mind, um, that not only Adam being the first man, but remember that Adam couldn't, he looked, he could not find a suitable Helpmate. He couldn't find a suitable partner. There was no one who matched him. There was no one before him who could match him at that time. And therefore, the Lord giving us the details in the second creation. Not, it's not the second creation, but in the um, uh, in the uh, detailed account of what he did in Genesis one, he's showing how he fashioned the woman out of him. So um, he didn't have, there was no one else for him to mess with. There was no one else for him to sink seed into. And then you have to also remember that Eve herself was deemed the mother of all. She's deemed our mother, everyone's mother, as Adam is deemed everyone's biological daddy, number one you know, a spoon. (laughs) And so you have to just remember those things. So again, the, when they had Cain and Abel, you're not even getting the glimpse yet. And if you even believe in the book of uh, Jasper, which I do not believe in this modernized book of Jasper, I think, um, I don't think, 
I do think that it's, um, I just don't see the, the evidence that I see from uh, the other books that we do have um, that are inspired. Um, but if you do believe in the book of, of, Jas- of Jasher, um, then what you'll know is that in that book, it says that when he's, when he's leaving out of the presence of God, it says that he took all that belonged to him, which would have been his family. It would have been his wife. So keep that, bear that in mind also. Um, and so with these other people, you have to remember that um, there were hundred year differences already going on between um, these family members, between, I, I want to say between Cain and Abel, um, Cain and Abel as well. Um, but out of that, Seth had rose up, they had Seth and they had, and so it just went on and on and on. But don't forget, remember God said that the mandate, and, and, oh, I'm sorry, and this is the very last thing I want to say about the situation about how Cain can have a wife. Do not forget that the mandate that the Lord gave to Adam and Eve and to every creature, every living creature, it was to be fruitful and multiply. The whole goal at this point is to pump them out. They're having mad happy sex probably and enjoying the experiences and chaos happens with Cain and Abel in the midst of all this bliss. Okay, but they're they're one of their purposes that the Lord had mandated into them, into their very beings, the same way that he mandated into the birds to fly, you know, and they're chirping and the whales to do what they do, whatever the fish of the sea, the birds of the air, the other creatures, the the the, the you know, the, the the foliage, all of that that have been doing its job the same way it innately instinctively happened in uh, Adam and Eve so again I know you guys get should get the point by this time um, and I just want to thank you for rocking with me uh, this uh, episode and just feel free to share this if you know anyone who's been having any questions about it you know just sit you know get you some tea or you know while you're about to go to sleep or waking up in the morning or taking a quick lunch break check this thing out have your folks check this out be encouraged we have to strengthen the believers all the more um a lot of us you know we have so many distractions with movies netflix you know hulu um youtube facebook so all this social media and we might get little doses of of word and jesus here and there to go down our timeline but it's it does not substitute getting into the word yourself to study to show your own self-approved okay um, to make your, to really strengthen your faith and strengthen your walk and to make your, um, your calling sure. What is that scripture? Y'all know what I'm talking about? Um, cause I, I hate to misquote scripture. Yeah, it's, you guys, it's so early in the morning here and I actually got dizzy for a minute cause I was like, oh my gosh, I've just been talking so much cause it's make your something in your you're calling an election sure thank you thank you thank you (laughs) make your calling in your election sure because um you know you have the holy spirit utilize them go and check out that podcast i did the episode on who you have in the holy spirit it's really powerful um uh, it's helped some people i hope that it helps you so yes second peter one and ten 
Therefore, my brothers and sisters, make every effort to confirm your calling and election. For if you do these things, you will never stumble. Um, Build yourself up in the most holiest faith, you know. So I hope this has helped you guys. Definitely feel free to share this. Um, Follow, favorite the podcast uh, so that you can, you know, get your alerts or, you know, just here, check more of these out when you're ready. Um, And they are here for your listening pleasures. And hopefully um, the Lord just reveals uh, more and more of himself to you in the process. You know, in Acts, he talks about how he has set everything in place just so that we may know him, know him, which is powerful when, you know, when we hear what he says about those who are not truly believers. You know, when we say, well, hopefully not we, but when people are saying, Lord, Lord, did I not do this and that in your name? And he'll say, um, depart from me, you who work in iniquity, I did not know you. So in Acts we see how he's saying, how they're teaching that God has done all of these things. He set all of these things in play so that we may, may know him. So blessings to you guys and um, see you next time. Well, not literally, but you know, you'll hear me next time on Wisdom in Red <laughs> and you have a good one.